Good evening and welcome to Direct Impact Broadcasting, the station of growth and transformation. Affiliate of Creative Broadcasting presents Leadership Tidbits with Coach T. Wilson with your host, Taiwana Wilson, as she welcomes her guest to the studio. Welcome, welcome, welcome to Leadership Tidbits with Coach T. Wilson. I am your host, Taiwana Wilson. A little bit about myself. I am your award-winning leadership maven, medical laboratory sciences by background, best-selling author, owner and chief leadership coach at Trendy Elite Coaching and Consulting Services, executive director with the John Maxwell team, Maxwell Disc Certified Consultant, Send Out Cars Referral Partner, and co-owner of Direct Impact Broadcasting Radio Station. Before we bring on my special guest, I want to share a few announcements. Tomorrow, tomorrow is a very huge day. Tomorrow is the launch of my book, The Girlfriend Code, Sorority Edition. It is a collaboration of 15 unique voices, perspectives, and codes to transform the way we see ourselves, connect, support, and uplift our girlfriends. So you can grab your copy, support myself and the other co-authors in this collaboration representing your favorite sororities. That ebook can be found on Amazon.com. The wait list is open for the Trendy Elite Empowerment Tribe. Go to www.trendyelitellc.com. Thank you to everybody who donated to our May fundraiser for for the Alzheimer's Association. Uh, This was in honor of my grandmother who passed away uh, last year, June 2018, uh, after a long battle of dementia. Also, thank you to my media mentors, Ms. Ashley Mitchell and Ms. Kimberly McLemore of Talk Radio TV Network, LLP. Tonight's special guest, Dr. Aja Nichols. As an Indiana native, Dr. Aja Nichols moved to Atlanta with a fresh outlook on dentistry. She graduated from Kentucky State University, where she received a Bachelor of Science and became a member of Delta Sigma Theta Sorority Incorporated. Three years later, she attended Indiana University School of Dentistry, graduated and served five years active duty and three years as a reservist in the United States Navy. Dr. Nichols opened Lifestyle Dentistry in 2016. She has since been been voted as one of Atlanta's top dentists in 2018 and 2019 and was recently featured in the 2019 People You Need to Know magazine as one of 50 women making their mark in Metro Atlanta. She is also affiliated with a mobile-based dental practice where she travels to elementary and middle schools around the state to provide dental treatment to students in in underserved communities. She has been mentored by a number of well-respected dentists and is committed to educating her patients on the importance of oral health. In her leisure, Dr. Nichols loves to travel, read, trade foreign currencies, and is a sports lover of all things Indiana. She has four sisters, three nephews, one niece, and a godson who all hold the key to her heart. Dr. Nichols is all about family and friends and is dedicated to making lasting memories with them. She is an active member of her community, mentoring and coaching in various areas of life. When asked what a patient could expect at Lifestyle Dentistry, Dr. Nichols responds, imagine going to your favorite hangout spot with good friends. We'll just happen to look at your teeth, too. So, hello, hello, Dr. Nichols. How are you doing this evening? Hello there, Coach T. I am awesome. I don't have too many complaints. I'm really glad this is a radio show today because it has been a week already, and it is only Wednesday. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I understand. I understand. It seems like it's been like a long two weeks. I'm up here, and I actually work in Dayton, and so we were affected by the tornadoes. Oh, yeah. And, and it has been – it's – 
pretty I can crazy. imagine. <laughs> I can imagine. I'm so glad you're safe, though. Thank you so much. So I am so excited to have you on the call tonight. I'm ready to hear all good things, dentistry, and everything that you're doing. So let's jump right in. All right. So please tell the listeners about your leadership journey and how did you get to where you are today, owning your own dental practice, doing big things in the Atlanta (laughs) metro area? So, yeah, so, you know, after college, um, I really, I honestly, I was just tired of school. I, I had no idea what I really wanted to do, right? I got a decent job and literally, like, hung out and partied, right? Um, mm-hmm. And eventually, like, really, I woke up like, okay, so I really need to do something, you know, with my life. And so that's when I started to you know, look into dentistry and medical school, and I had a sister who was in medical school, and uh, it seemed like every other day she was calling home upset about school, and I was like, okay, I really don't want to go to medical school, so let me look into (laughs) dentistry, Um, and so nobody told me that the first two years of dental school and medical school are almost identical, so, you know, I say she called home crying. I was the one crying, uh, you know, two years after she was in school already, so, um, so, yeah, you know, honestly, what led me to this, I got accepted to dental school, um, and after being accepted, I really was thinking, like, hmm, this is great, and how am I going to pay for this? Like, you know, I, I didn't want to take out more student loans, and that's exactly why I started looking into military options. And the Navy uh, presented the opportunity for me, for them to pay for schooling and for me to serve uh, them uh, after I got out of school. And so, you know, that didn't seem like a bad deal to me. And so I did that. Um served five years active duty. Um, I had always envisioned, um, since becoming a dentist, owning my own practice. So I kind of had a plan, you know, ahead of me. And so once I got out of the military, I knew I wanted to work for someone for a couple of years um, and then break off to owning my own. And um, literally, like clockwork, like I was thinking about it, thinking about it as I was, you know, working for someone else. And honest to goodness, I remember waking up and uh, you know, I was working hard, and I remember looking in the mirror that morning and saying, I'm kind of tired of making everyone else rich. Mm-hmm. Let let me get my things together, see what I have to do to own my own. And really, that just uh, sparked a journey and, you know, uh, launched me into looking for spaces and being, you know, committed and dedicated to that decision um, because, I, you know, I never, ever thought that it would be easy, um, and I just didn't know how hard it would be. And so I, I just made sure that I was committed to uh, my word um, that I had given myself that I wanted to go ahead and start my own. And here we are. August will be three years since I've owned my own practice. Wow, that's awesome. That's amazing because sometimes it's hard to transition from, you know, that corporate mindset or or working for somebody else to doing your own thing. Being in the entrepreneur spaces is is something else. It's not putting the weary. (laughs) It it really isn't. And I think you put it nicely because you said it. It's like, you know, changing the mindset of going working for someone else and working for yourself. I'm going to tell you (laughs) the real deal. It's a challenge. (laughs) getting paid every two weeks to go from not knowing when you're going to get paid. Mm-hmm. So that that's a huge, you know, um, thing to wrap your mind around. And is it uncomfortable? It is. And um, I, I honestly just planned for I planned, put it this way, I planned as best as I could. Um, still some surprises and, you know, all that good stuff. Um, but mm-hmm. but it's a very, it's a very challenging um, leap when you go from – you know, people say all the time, I don't want a nine-to-five. I, 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 you know, I'm tired of working for somebody else, um, and they forget that there's a steady paycheck there. And so right. a lot of times when you make that leap and, pe- and, you know, when people aren't ready for that, that, you know, not only does it deter them from their dreams because they think they can't do it, they just weren't, they just didn't prepare enough to do it. And that's mm-hmm. all. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. It can definitely be 
uh, scary and, and fearful, uh, yes. and you have staff. So I know that's yes. even more <laughs> of an undertaking of, of pressure uh, that, that you have on your shoulders. It, it really is. Um, and, you know, just to, yeah, say more about that, you know, when you – I really tried different things differently than what I've been around when I worked for someone else. Um, and so, uh, but it, it is, it's a different, it's a different ball game managing people. You know, you can, you, we, we have it down packed to manage what we do, how we would do things and how hard we work. It's a total different ball game to um, when you, when you shoot hire someone and, you know, and work with someone who doesn't have the same mentality as you, who can't manage themselves and don't, you know, work as hard as you would have worked. And um, it's a nice little dance that you have to learn how to do um, because you still, you know, have to, you know, get get along with people and create an environment that, um, you know, is, you know, for everyone. Um, but it's a nice little dance that you have to learn how to do. Absolutely, absolutely. My husband is a small business owner, and he's like, wow, I moved from, you know, worried about me to now I got HR, uh-huh. now I got the staff, <laughs> now I got, you know, exactly. regulations. It's like, <laughs> yes, exactly. People don't realize you, when you are doing your own thing, especially especially at the beginning in that infancy, infancy could be up to five yes. years, you work yes. harder. <laughs> harder, harder. Like, it, it really, yeah, I mean, you know, there have been times that I thought to myself, like, good Lord, it was so much easier going in, clocking in and clocking out and leaving my day behind me. You know, there are long Mm -hmm. days at the office sometimes. I'm the first one to get there and the last one to leave. Um, Mm -hmm. And so, you know, what what I do keep in the forefront of everything is that it will all be worth it. You know, I'll turn around one day and and really, it'd be like God restoring the years. It won't feel like it's been a, you know, a grind. It, it, I'll mm-hmm. just wake up and and it'd be, it will be all worth it. Absolutely, absolutely. I mean, that's a a, a huge leadership role, and and it's it's not for the faint at heart. So yes. I definitely commend you for all that you're doing. I mean, because thank it's you. very important. So thank, thank you. you for not giving up on your dreams. Absolutely, and thank you for literally always encouraging me. So, my pleasure. That's my end goal. If I can just help somebody, change somebody, give them a little bit of, uh, hey, you can do this. Keep going, so that you yes, can be better. Ma'am. Then we're all better. It, 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 yes, and don't, look, don't even get me preaching on that subject because. <laughs> It's so true, you know. It's it's as hard as I, I I work to have my own business and to be a successful dentist and to help other people. All of this still isn't for me. It's for mm-hmm. the next one that comes along to say, "Ooh, she did it, so I can do it as well." Mhm. Because so many people are are looking up to you, and they didn't even think it was possible. They like. Well, I have not seen, you know, a young African-American dentist that looks like me and they're having fun in the office and, you know, and she still has time to give back. So, Sora, I'm proud of you. Thank you. Thank you so much. So can you share with the listening audience what a day is like for you and your team at Lifestyle Dentistry? So... (laughs) This is actually a, a really good question because something that um, the past year and a half that uh, I, and I'll say we have implemented because we, um, you know, we go to continuing educa- uh, education courses together. And so something that we've implemented within the last year and a half is on our, on our daily huddle, our meetup, what, what we've started to do is check in with each other. And, and how that looks is, hey, how are you today? Are you a 10? What level are you on today? And what that does for everyone else is it lets us know, okay, if, if so-and-so is a, a 7 today, 
I have to look for places I can I can help and make up for in those areas for her, mm-hmm. so that the patient doesn't feel that so and so is a seven today. Does that make sense? And so it we just have to check check in with each other to know, um, hey, today right now is not really good. And so I'm here. I did press forward to be here. Um, I don't mm-hmm. want the patient to know, hey, I'm raising my flag to let you know that I need help. And mm-hmm. if there's a couple people who are just not tens, then, you know, we all know, okay, today I have to step up. I have to step in so that um, other other coworkers or other team members and the patient doesn't feel that you're not a 10 or I'm not a 10. Um, and so that's exactly how we start the day. We go over what, who's coming in and how we could be of service to them. We know, like, okay, so-and-so is getting a crown today. Um, let's make sure that this is the only thing she wants today because what we don't want is her having to request off work again to come in. Mm-hmm. Maybe she thinks she can only get a crown today. And so we just kind of move that way to, to be of best service and to be fun. Um, and keep our energy high during the day um, so that, listen, nobody, I, I'm probably in my, let's see, it's 2019, so in my 10, 11-year career now, mm-hmm. I've probably run into four people that actually say, I love going to the dentist. We all right. know. <laughs> nobody likes going to the dentist, right? <laughs> and so what we do is try to make it as calm and as comforting as possible um, when our patients come in so that they can enjoy their experience as much as possible, as much as you can enjoy being at the dentist um, and leaving and actually wanting to come back. Mm-hmm. I love that. I love that daily check-in, that daily huddle, because you're right. The patient is expecting you all to perform every single day. Every <laughs> single day, regardless, you know. Regardless. And, and, and that's something that's a that's a conversation that I had to have with um, my team. And I, I always, anytime I have to have a quote unquote, uh oh, anytime I have to have a quote unquote hard conversation um, mm-hmm. with my team, I say, hey, this is not going to sound great. It may come off a little bit brash, but mm-hmm. the patient doesn't care that you're in a bad mood. The patient right. doesn't care that you've got something on your mind. Um, mm-hmm. the, you know, and I have to had to tell them that. And it's not that truly the patient doesn't care. The patient has taken off work. The patient is spending money. The patient doesn't want to be here. Like, they could care less about what you're thinking or what you're feeling. Just take care of me while I'm here. I'm the one making the sacrifices to be here. And right. so, you know, once I kind of laid it out like that, like, we really did get it as a team. Um, so... So, yeah, it's been working. That's awesome. That's awesome because it, it starts with you. So it does. That is, that, is, that is an awesome message that you are delivering. When I'm in the hospital, in the laboratory, I, I tell the team the same thing. Our patients can choose to go anywhere. They do yes. not have to come here. <laughs> Thank you. Yes, yes, yes. So true. So true. We want them to come here. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but they don't have to. So, so let's yes, not ma'am. be confused. <laughs> yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. That is awesome. That is awesome. And, you know, like you, you mentioned before that people, you know, when they think about the dentist and they think about their oral health, it's not always the first thing to come to mind. It's kind of like, okay, I'm in severe pain. Now I'm going to go to the dentist. Yeah. Or yes, it's not yes. like I just want to go get my cleaning. You know, it's not like, like that. Exactly. <laughs> But can you tell the listener audience of why, you know, oral health is important? Why is it important for us to care about our mouth and, and get our preventative maintenance done? Why are those things important and what kind of outcome could that have on us? So, of course, the most severe outcome is and has been death. You may have heard of people saying that uh, someone died from an abscess. Um, someone dies from, you know, and what happens is if you, let's say a a patient has a cavity, a big cavity, and okay, gosh, they need a root canal now. 
and they never go get the root canal. And now your body is trying to wall off this infection, right? And so that's where the abscess comes from. Well, if that stays there, that bacteria is now getting in your bloodstream, okay? And so when Mm -hmm. things are in your bloodstream, it, it doesn't happen overnight. Okay, it literally takes time for uh, blood to flow to different places, and that bacteria is flowing in those places, and now all of a sudden you have a heart condition. And people really don't think that. People think that the worst that can happen to your mouth, to your oral health, is that you have bad breath and you have to have teeth pulled. Mm-hmm. And that's not the case. Like, I really do tell people the your the mouth is where we put everything for nutrition, uh, drinking, like if you're if you're smoking, like I mean all of that. Like it is literally the gateway. The gateway, the sole gateway to either health or unhealth, right? Mhm. Um yes. and and people think that things bypass the teeth, bypass the tongue and cheeks and go straight to the, the stomach. I mean, anything that is going on with your body, we can see in the mouth first. And so I tell patients all the time, you never, ever, ever want to wait until something hurts, okay? It's too late mm-hmm. by then. And when you don't see the dentist regularly, that's when you get all of these – you. You go, you say, let's say you haven't been to the dentist for four years, right? And then you mm-hmm. finally go because some things are hurting um, and you, you're like, hey, I got to see a dentist. You go and then we tell you, hey, you have A, B, C, D, E, F, G, H that needs to be done, <laughs> right? And so right. You, you get upset with the dentist because, or the dental office, um, because we're telling you you have all of these things. And so I tell patients all the time, when you... When you come every six months, it's not because we're trying to harass you to be there every six months or get on your nerves. We really want to stay in front of things. So if you have a small cavity, and I know you're coming back in six months, I'll say, hey, let's watch this. We don't mm-hmm. have to fix. We don't have to take it out right now. There are cavities that what we call remineralize, meaning they don't get any bigger. But when you stay away, and I don't get to see those things on a regular basis things get out of control and they can get out of control really quickly. And so instead of letting them get out of control really quickly, we want to just stay in front of it. It keeps costs down. It keeps anxiety down because the longer patients stay away, the more they're, they're freaked out. They don't know what's going on in their mouth and they don't know what the dentist has to do to help them get back to health. That's, that's critical. So a listening audience, make sure you are taking care of your oral health, your dentist. You need to have a good relationship Absolutely. with your dentist so that uh, something simple doesn't turn into a huge problem later. Exactly. And, and, and having a relationship with a dentist also keeps you from making a, a brash decision when something's hurting. Like if something's mm-hmm. hurting and you're in a lot of pain and you go to the first emergency dental place, dental office that you see, like you have no trust with them. You don't know right. if you can trust them. You don't know if they're going to have your best interest at hand. And so mm-hmm. then you make decisions because you're, you know, based out of pain, and then years later you regret it because you didn't know the dentist. Now you have this missing tooth on the side of your face that everybody can see when you're smile, when you smile. You know, so it, it really, it really is a compound effect. Um, and, and and really, interview your dentist. Look at reviews. Like you know, I I, I hate to say that reviews are the the um, one and only thing you need to look at, but that's really the way of the world these days. Everyone looks at reviews. Um, and so look at the reviews. See what other people are saying. You know, um, if if they're not up to par, believe me, people will leave a review and say, oh my gosh. Um, this dentist, this dental office, whatever the case may be, is the worst. You know, you, it won't be a surprise. Read what. Don't just read the the first three bad reviews. Read them all to to make sure that there's some good, you know, um, mm-hmm. within them as well. So that's it. Yeah, that's great advice. Do your homework, people. Know Absolutely. who you're going to see, and don't make Absolutely. those decisions when you're in pain because you're right. The first thing people say is pull it. <laughs> just pull it yep. out. Exactly, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> Dr. Nichols, I love that you are actively involved in the mobile-based dentistry. I think that's pretty cool. It's important to take services to where people work, live, and in this case, go to school. So right. can you share a little bit more about that model of care and why is that important? Absolutely. So in my case, um, it's all over the state of Georgia. Uh, we go to different middle schools and elementary schools. And these are really schools where children um, are more than likely, they, they either won't be taken or can't be taken to the local dental office, either finances, what have you, right? Um, and so this is something that uh, the state provides uh, so that we can go to them. Um, and I love it because, um, you know, I'll tell you the – and it, I may sound like a nerd or a true dentist <laughs> right now, but <laughs> I, I love it because we see the children while they are at school and their parents are not around, okay? Mm-hmm. And so what this does is create a sense of independency for the child in being able to see a dentist and see a hygienist without their parent being around, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and so it really does as as the child gets older, it makes it easier for them to transition and go, going to the dentist. They're not scared because it's happened before. You know, they, they, they're trusting of the dentist and the hygienist, you know. Um, and, most, and I promise you, most times we've had nothing but great results with children. There are some, you know, children who are scared and, and cry and I chuckle right there because I want to tell the listeners, <laughs> if you are a parent and you have a child, please don't threaten your child when, you, when they're in trouble to scare them that you're going to take them to the dentist and pull their teeth, to have them pull their teeth. <laughs> like, I've heard that so many times, and I'm like, why is that used as a form of punishment? <laughs> why is that used as a scare tactic? No, please, parents, don't do that. Don't do that because when they truly have to go to the dentist, they are terrified, and, you know, they don't even get to experience how, how well it could go because they're crying already before anything happens. So please, parents, I, I beg you, please stop stop using that tactic. <laughs> <laughs> but I do like it because it it, it really gives um, subconsciously gives the uh, the children um, a sense of independence where you know hey I don't need mommy and daddy to hold my hand while I go see the dentist um, uh, and and they don't even parents and the children don't even realize that that's the the muscle that they're exercising at that point um, and so. I am. I'm just glad to be a part of it and being able to, you know, because I know most of those patients won't make it to my office, right? Mm -hmm. Um, And so it gives me a chance to uh, give back and give back by doing something that I absolutely love. And um, I really do have a a passion for dentistry and um, saving the world one tooth at a time. That is awesome. That is awesome. That is critical. People don't understand, you know, how critical that is because you all are doing this via a mobile van. Are you doing it via yeah, yeah. a mobile van? Mobile, yep. It's got a mobile unit, so a huge van, put it that way. So people don't understand how important, you know, that is to be able to have those mobile vans. So. I did a stint uh, in mammography, taking a 40-foot mobile van to the community uh, for women who would probably never make it to the hospital, never get Uh checked. And what it does is it creates a level playing field for people to receive services because going Mm -hmm. into your dental practice, going into the hospital can be intimidating, especially if you don't read very well. English may yeah. not be your first language. Uh-huh. Healthcare may not be, you know, top of mind for you. So what you all are doing, going to the schools and actually taking the services to the kids so that they can get it and receive it in an environment uh, that's conducive to them is really important work. So that's, yes, that's awesome. Thank you so that, much. That is awesome. I'm happy to to see that y'all are on the road and on the move. <laughs> we are. We are. <laughs> so, Dr. Nichols, what skills and qualities do you possess that you think have been the most beneficial 
for your work as a healthcare provider and really as an entrepreneur. It's like if you didn't have these skills, it's like I, I don't know if I can do this. You know what? I probably say number one, honest communication. Really being on the court with people, and I and I say that because yes, as an entrepreneur, you know there are even so as an entrepreneur and as a healthcare provider, there are hard conversations that you just have to have with people, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and I mean whether it's from telling a, a team member that thinks that they're doing super duper well that they're really not doing well. Um, mm-hmm. having to have that conversation um, or telling a patient, like, yeah, we can't save this tooth or, you know, th- th- these are the reasons why, you know, why you have periodontal disease. And so I think it's a, just honest communication. I think people really do um, appreciate someone being able to tell them the truth and to tell it to them in a loving manner, like it's the truth. It's not watered down. And I say it in love. They can't receive it any other way because that's the only way that I uh, communicate it. Um, so I think communicate, there, there's no way I'd ever be able to be the type of dentist that I am and the type of um, leader that I am if, if I didn't have um, honest communication. Um, mm-hmm. So, so I, I definitely say that um, as number one. Let's see. Then I probably would say, you know, listening. <laughs> listening. <laughs> I, I I do I, I I do really well at well. I'll say I do well at listening. And one of the things that I'm working on is, and this is more so with uh, family and friends. Um, I'm working on listening without trying to problem solve. Mm-hmm. You know, like all day, every day, I problem solve for patients and for team members. That's just what I do, right? It's just something mm-hmm. that I it, it's something that the career calls for, right? And, right. Um, I I have caught myself doing it when in conversation with family and friends when all they want to do is talk, whether it's venting, <laughs> you know, like, and, and I really, I really have, you know, gotten present to in my mind, like, and, and don't get me wrong, like, maybe one or two has said it to me, but I catch myself doing it where I'm not mm-hmm. present in the conversation. I'm trying to get to the get to the end, like, so I can say, ooh, you might want to blah, 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 when I don't need to do that unless they're asking for advice. And so that's just a, a self-reflection type thing that um, that I've, I've, you know, caught wind of myself while in mm-hmm. conversation. It's something that I, I definitely um, have been working on and, um, and desiring to shift, you know? Mm-hmm. I totally understand on that one. (laughs) (laughs) Self-reflection is very important, and and I can say I am definitely uh, working on that myself. Uh, I I think that's just, you know, how uh, some people, especially if you've been in a a, a technical role, i.e. a science, a STEM, Uh you know, Uh you are listening to solve. Yes. And so, you know, I've <laughs> learned that with my husband. We will talk, and he's like, you know, I'm as soon as he's talking and talking about different stuff at work or just, you know, different uh-huh. issues, and I'm automatically ready to solve. He ain't yep. asked me to solve nothing. Nothing, nothing. <laughs> exactly. He asked me to solve a thing. And yeah, so now, <laughs> like, I didn't ask you to do that. Yeah, and I just listened. I was like, this just listening stuff is not too bad. I can do that. It, it really isn't. It, right. It really isn't bad at all. Um, mm-hmm. it, it, it's actually, like I said, it's, it's good. It gets you it gets you present to the moment, like, you know, mm-hmm. like, and just being with um, 
whomever you're you're with. Yeah, so, so that's that is key. That is that is a great takeaway. And a lot of times now, and he'll tell because before he was like, okay, nobody asks you that. Now he'll say, <laughs> I'm just asking you to listen. I'm not asking you to listen to solve anything. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> I'm, I'm like, all right, cool. No problem. Right. <laughs> right. And see, and that goes back to communication, honest communication. Like, hey, okay, you know, I, I'm not taking that personal at all. You're absolutely right. Let's look. Let's go. Let's talk. <laughs> right, right. I sit here all day. That's all you want me to do? Cool. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there's a John Maxwell quote that says, if you're not failing, you're probably not really moving forward. Fail early, fail often, but always fail forward. Can you share with the listeners some of your failures and the learning lessons that you gained from them? And I ask that question because I talk to a lot of young leaders, a lot of teenagers, and, and for some reason they think that, you know, we're just perfect and we never failed at anything. And Ooh, I think wow. it's important, right, I don't know where they got that, but I think it's important for them to know that we have had a lot of bumps and, and bruises on our way to what they, you know, see as success today. Yeah, yeah. Um, huh, let's see. And and when I'm thinking, it's definitely not that I'm thinking like, ooh, have I ever failed? No, it's not that. I'm trying to think of specific uh, things that, you know, the listeners can take, take um, you know, good things away from. You know, one of the, one of my early failures was, was trusting everyone that asked something. So I wouldn't say confided in, but trusting trusting everyone's input. Mm-hmm. And so what what I learned, and I wouldn't even say early on, it took a couple of times, you know, a um, few times. Um, but what I learned early on is when you, when you and I'll, I'll say me, I'm speaking from my experience, when I listened to others who had never experienced what I was wanting to experience, mm-hmm. th- so th- does that make sense? Like, I'll just I'll just give an example. If I say, "Oh, I want to go to dental school," you know, what do you mm-hmm. think about that? No, girl, no. Like, you shouldn't go to dental school. Dental school takes four years. It's hard. It's blah blah blah. But this person works in retail at a store. Mm-hmm. You know. Like, how do you know it's hard? Like, did you did you go? Did you fail out? Like, how do you – and a lot of times I think uh, family and friends, they think they're saving you from something, protecting you from something, when they right. don't know that they could actually be dream-killing. Right. <laughs> do you know what I'm saying? So I understand. <laughs> and so taking – what I learned early on was taking advice from others um, to fit my situation and they've not had an experience in that situation was devastating. Like, you know, I, I, I probably could tell you that I've missed out on so many other things because I took other people's um, no's as my no. Mm-hmm. You know, I took, I took on their, their decision not to as my decision not to. Um, and so I think, that, I think that's big as I, you know, uh, look back and think back. Um, you know, you never want to base someone else's someone else's successes off of your failures. Right. So, so if I say, prime example, I'll give you a great example. So I met a um, another female dentist, and we were just chatting, and this was, you know, years ago, maybe five years, five six years ago. And I was like, yeah, I'm really, you know, really thinking about opening my own practice. And she said, girl, don't do that. And I said, ooh, why? <laughs> she was like, it's a headache. It's a headache. You got to manage people. You're going to start hating dentistry because patients are this. And, you know, finding a good team is hard. And, you know, she just laid all of her failures on me, right? Mm-hmm. And so – we, you know, after that conversation, like, I really did leave, like, kind of, like, empty, like, oof, I don't want to go through everything that she's, you know, gone through. Like, I really, 
just want to be a good dentist and have fun and own my own. And, right. And, you know, and so what, 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 how the conversation, what I learned from the conversation is, let's say if I were to get to that point, which, you know, I've, I've prayed numerous times that I would never stay in long enough if I were getting to that point. But let's say I got to her point, right, in life and in dentistry. For the next one who comes along to say, hey, I want to own my own practice, my conversation with that individual would be like, hey, that is awesome. Like, if, if you want me to, I'll share the things that didn't work for me so that you don't do them. Right. I'll share the things that worked for me so that they maybe they can work for you as well. I won't base mm-hmm. what what I've um done and what didn't work on me and project it on to that young uh person's dreams because they may not experience it any way that I experienced it. Right. That's true. You know? So I, I think that's the big take home is what what I learned what my failures were was, you know, taking someone else's experience as my own and, and trying to say, oh, yeah, that probably isn't a good idea because they said it's not a good idea. Mm-hmm. That's good. That's good. I mean, because what fits for one person may not fit for the it, next person. Exactly. You know, you may want to manage a thousand people, but right. I may not want to. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. I, that, that's that's so true. It's so true. And so, I mean, yeah. For for any listeners, you know, who are paying attention to this part of the conversation, like I would just challenge you to when somebody has something that they want to do and they're asking your opinion of it, like have mm-hmm. open conversation. Like, ooh, I've never done that. And this is probably why. And then you can tell them what you think about it and, and why you think that. But, um, you know, like, leave, leave that open space for them to feel empowered to try whatever they want to try or do. Right. Right. Because everything is not for everybody. So, exactly. You know, you're you're right. You're absolutely right. You definitely have to be careful of who you take advice from because mm-hmm. sometimes sometimes people are not able to see your dream or your vision, and so right. it's easy to tear it down. It is. It is very very easy. Doctor Nichols, as you look over your over your life and over your journey. And, and in hindsight, you know, in hindsight, mm-hmm. we look back like, man, mm-hmm. I wish I'd have knew this or wish I would have did that. In hindsight is always twenty twenty, ain't it? Right. <laughs> see, you can see everything clearly in hindsight. <laughs> right, right. So, what advice would you give your twenty year old self who mm. was matriculating through college and trying to figure it out? Mm. Ooh. I, I know. Say, <laughs> you know, honestly, I, I would probably say, not even probably, I know, I would tell my 20-year-old self, girl, when you get out of school and you decide to get a job, live on way less than what you make. Mm-hmm. All of these frivolous things that we can purchase and buy and look good in and drive, it just doesn't hold any value in the future. And so mm-hmm. I really would, uh, and, and in hopes that my 20 year old self would listen to me, but <laughs> I would tell, <laughs> I would really say master living on less than what you make. Like that's the, that's literally the only way we're able to build wealth. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I, I'm, I'm fortunate, I'm fortunate enough to be in a career that um, allowed me to play catch up. But there's a there's a lot of us who catch playing catch up is almost um, impossible. Mm-hmm. You know, um, there's a huge wealth gap that that's happening and has been happening, and the the gap is getting bigger and bigger. Like I I just you know not just read an article, but in 2017, um, Guardian released an article saying that. By uh, 2053, which, you know, still okay, is, you know, 30 years out. Um, but by 2015, the median wealth of black Americans is projected to fall to zero. Oh, my goodness. 
you know, and, and, and the article went on to say that um, although blacks are making middle income money, middle, uh, middle class income money, they have the, that, and I say they, we have the wealth of a Caucasian high school dropout. Mm. And you know, that, 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 that bothers me, you know, like I said, yes, you know, I, I'm one of, you know, a few people who has a career that will, you know, catapult me into being able to play catch up and save money and put money aside. Um, but to someone making, you know, a, 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 an average income, and it, it's hard. It, it really is hard, you know. Um, so I, I really would, I would harp on my 20-year-old self to just, you know, hey, read read this book earlier than, what, you know, what I really read it. Like, listen to mm-hmm. this earlier. Like, just teach teach my 20-year-old self have a, a good, honest conversation about um, finances and, and, and financial health and wealth um, mm-hmm. at that age. I would literally tap her on the shoulder and say, hey, these are the things you need to start thinking about. Absolutely. Uh, that's great advice. That's great advice just because having a nice car and Clothes, fancy clothes and labels and all of that is not hitting on nothing. It is yeah. not saying that you were wealthy. Yeah, you know, um, a, men, a mentor told me, I heard, um, he didn't tell me, but I heard him say a long time ago, and I say a long time ago, like seven years ago, um, just because you can afford the payment doesn't mean you can afford the purchase. Mm. And that spoke volumes to me because. You know, I, I was living in a space of, oh, it's only this much a month. I can swing that. And right. you can swing it. And if you had to purchase it all at once, like, you can't swing it. Like, you can't afford it. Right. And so that, that spoke <laughs> volumes to me. And I know, you know, people have wealth in their head differently. Um, you know, you and I may have different thoughts in our head about how wealth is built. Um, but... It, it really is. I, I'm not. A, don't get me wrong. I'm not against the the finer things in life and the nice cars. And I just want it when I know I can afford it. I don't want it right. to be driving around in something super nice with two dollars worth of gas. You know, like right. I, wanna, <laughs> I I desire a comfortable life. You know, um, and I think one. You know, once that hit me, like, oh, okay, I can. I can do this. It's it's not impossible. Do I have to make some sacrifices and buckle down? Absolutely, but it's temporary sacrifice for permanent gain. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's great. That's great advice. So, Dr. Nichols, how can our listeners stay connected with you and continue to follow you on your leadership journey? Ah, well, um, they can follow me um, on Instagram for uh, dentistry at Lifestyle Dentistry ATL. Um, that's my handle, Lifestyle Dentistry ATL. And on a personal note, uh, I'm on Instagram at one Aja A J A Nicole N I C H O L E. I don't post nearly as much as I should, but when I do post, I think it's pretty good, you know. <laughs> and then, of, and then of course on Facebook, Lifestyle Dentistry, um, and that's in Smyrna, Georgia. Um, and then just Aja Nicole or Aja Nichols on Facebook as well. Awesome. Awesome. Well, you know, I could talk to you for, you know, keep talking, unfortunately. Yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> unfortunately, our time is, is, is up uh, for tonight. But uh, it has definitely been a pleasure. So thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for taking you, um, the time out of your Busy schedule. You are more than welcome. I appreciate the opportunity. Keep doing what you're doing. I'm super duper proud of you as a soar and uh, alumni. I really appreciate what you're doing and um, how you're getting your message out to um, all of us who need it. So uh, may God continue to bless your journey, and definitely I'll continue to see you at the top.
Oh, thank you. Thank you. Like I always say, together we are better, and the listener audience need to see and hear from leaders all over the world that are doing a lot of different things because leadership doesn't just look one way. And so I'm happy you were able to come on and talk about your story. And, again, I'm, I'm very proud of you as well. So many thank blessings you. and continued success to you on your journey. All right. Have a great one. We'll chat soon. Yes, we will. You have a good one as well. So thank you, listener audience, for tuning in to tonight's show with my special guest, Dr. Aja Nichols, where she shared with us several important tidbits. So make sure you plan. Plan as best as you can with uh, your various uh, endeavors and dreams. She has daily huddles and check-ins with her team, which is very important to make sure that everybody is up to par as they start out on their day and make sure they're given the best level of service for their patients. So check in. You can do that in your personal life or with your teams. Check in daily. Do your homework and research as it relates to your dentist or healthcare provider. It's important to have a relationship with somebody that you trust so that you can make decisions uh, that are right for you. Honest communication is very important, and make sure you have that communication with love. Listening is invaluable. And then as we talked about giving some advice to our younger self, you know, just because you can afford the purchase, doesn't mean you can afford the payment and live on way less than uh, what you make. Uh, it doesn't hold value in the future. You need to challenge your opinion sometimes and be careful who you take advice from. Sometimes others can't see your dreams, so they are quickly uh, or they may be quick to tell you that, you know, your dream isn't possible, but know that no one will fight for your dream harder than you will. So if you're interested in being a guest on this show, starting your own radio show or low-cost advertising, highlighting your business or event, please email dibroadcasting at trendyelitellc.com. And please tune in next week to hear from another amazing leader. Until then, have a good evening. Thank you, friends, for tuning in to another episode of Leadership Tidbits with Coach T. Wilson, where Taiwana speaks with leaders who share nuggets of wisdom that you can use in your personal and professional life. Follow her on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Coach T. Wilson. Connect on LinkedIn or visit www.coachtwilson.com. And remember, in life, learn as much as you can, appreciate often, and lead fearlessly.